The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. It is a beautiful Thursday morning out here in Southern California. I love living here, even though it's full of crazy people. And the laws out here are just downright questionable all over the place. But we are going to have an interesting show. It's a deep show today, more of an advanced training, so buckle up. Uh, it isn't one of those where we just talk about how horrendous sex is and, and some of these uh, global sex crimes and like that. We are going to be talking a lot about in-depth technology. Uh, I want to look at the money side of the underground, if you will, and um, based on a new law that has happened. So before we get too deep into this, this show is brought to you by Million Kids. I always laugh when I say that. I have a, a follower who writes to me and says, if you would just drop your Cajun accent, you wouldn't have to spell million. <laughs> it always sounds like me and kids when I say it. But it's million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. Uh, we are a national organization that actually we do a huge amount of law enforcement training and uh, first responders, fire department, housing, code and authorities, code enforcement authorities, but we also do a lot in schools and licensed marriage family therapists and the public as far as uh, parents and teens and like that. We have a book that is advertised, I believe, on the show called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And if you want to learn more about how human traffickers work and how they access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people, you can go to millionkids.org and order Seduced, and I'll even sign it and send it to you. Well, today I want to talk about the world of cryptocurrency, and um, so this is going to be kind of an uh, in-depth talk, so buckle up with me and just bear with me a bit. So I'm just going to get real basic first before we get into this. We talk about Bitcoin. I think everybody's heard about Bitcoin by now. Bitcoin is what we call a virtual currency or a cryptocurrency, that's C-R-Y-P-T-O, cryptocurrency is um, kind of an entire new world out there now. There's been many cryptocurrencies, but Bitcoin was the one that was the most prominent. And by the way, there was a previous show way back uh, probably a couple of episodes ago, um, you know, maybe probably more like 10, 15 weeks ago, where we had uh, Lynn on uh, Edinger. I always mess up his name. He is from Eagle Research. And if you really want to learn a lot about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you might go to Eagle Research Associates. We plan to have Lynn on again before very long. But we have a new law that is going on that is affecting all this. So backing up to what a a Bitcoin is, basically it uh, has no gold behind it, has nothing like the U.S. dollar 
supposedly has gold behind it. I think those days of how much gold has <clears throat> been magnified and changed dramatically. Uh, but that is what makes the U.S. dollar so important around the world. It is a dollar that is backed by actual hard assets such as gold, even if it's less and less uh, per dollar each year. But that is what makes America the the most, um, well, that isn't the only one, but makes us strong around the world is that we have a financial backing behind our dollar. Now, I'm going to tell you that if we ever reach a point where the U.S. dollar is not the world standard, then Americans' lives will change. So what has happened here is that with the onset of technology and also the dark web has kind of played into this, what you're seeing is a convergence of technologies that affect crime. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit about how it plays out with live streaming and the dark web and then sex ad sites like Twitter and uh, the old back page and, and even online gaming before this is over. So what happened there is that uh, they found out that they could create a process. They actually used the blockchain process to make this work for Bitcoin. And in, in a blockchain, and you're about to see the world go to blockchain computing, and it will change everything. And I don't want to get deep and lost into that, that discussion, but for the purposes of this discussion, let me give you just a very, very basic understanding of blockchain. It is a process. It isn't a good per se. It is an um, uh, electronic function. And what happens is when, let's say you have uh, $10 in Bitcoin money and you're using blockchain, it shows that you made a deposit of $10 or that you bought, you, you put in $10 and you bought $10 worth of Bitcoin. It uses blockchain processing to alert blockchain one. Uh, that you bought $10, and they tell blockchain 2, and they tell blockchain 3, and they tell blockchain 4. And this actually goes on 2,400 times in a split second. And then, you know, I am predicting before long with 5G, it'll go on 4,800 times or 7,200 times in a split second. What they're doing is something called data mining. In other words, um, people... uh, rent out for a very, very small amount of money the unused uh, space of their computer. Those are called data miners. And what happens is is that transaction skips around the world very, very quickly, 2,400 times. Now, you can see the money go in, and you can actually track that blockchain. So it is what they say is very transparent, and that is absolutely true. It is transparent. However, you don't know who put the money in or who will take it out on the other end. So that makes it very difficult in law enforcement to get a search warrant and go after it. On top of it, when you add the function of blockchain and Bitcoin together, you have have a situation that's nearly impossible to get a search warrant and track all of it. Now, I'm not going to say it's impossible because law enforcement's good and they're creating technologies to do this, but it takes time and it's not easy. So it needs to be a very you know, important case to be able to put those resources out there and make that work. 
So that is the technical aspects of how this all works. Now, Bitcoin became so big and so popular, it's come down off its high horse now. But at one point, it was worth a huge amount of money. And if you had the the Bitcoin and you had proof of purchase of the Bitcoin, that was one of the problems. A lot of people didn't keep the proof of purchase. And without that, it's useless because you don't have a dollar bill to take into the bank. You needed that proof of purchase. If you had that, it went very, very high because they limited it. I believe they limited it to 20 million, I want to say, that people could purchase. And then they held out a million for their own uh, as equity in their process. And so anytime you have a limited number of anything, then you have a way of driving up that price. Now, what is happening is that other companies are coming out. We we saw Ethereum and uh, that is... That, that one got hacked, and you are seeing some of these get hacked, and you actually are seeing some where they just run off with money, like in Silk uh, Road. And so it is a highly risky kind of thing to get into for what it's worth. Uh, but there are more than Bitcoin out there. There's Monero and Dash and Zcash and some of the others that are out there. And so what you're seeing is competition coming to Bitcoin. All of that makes it even more challenging because of the fact that these aren't happening in huge numbers in many ways. And so, but they are being used in global crime. And we're going to talk about how they use them. What was interesting about Bitcoin is our kids were some of the first users because they weren't using them in big money. And so nobody thought it was really highly risky. In fact, it was kind of sexy for your kid to have a Bitcoin account. And what they would do is use your credit card and they would open a Bitcoin wallet and they would purchase uh, some Bitcoins and they would use them mainly in online gaming. This was a very common practice. I did a whole show about how this works in online gaming not too long ago. And uh, basically what would happen is they would get some Bitcoins and they would, uh, you know, they would get into a game and they would use it to buy like some tattoos or some equipment for their for their avatar in their game. You know, you get a game and you go into a chat room and you're fairly new at it and you're not all that good. And, you know, the heat's on. You better get better fast if you're going to stay in that chat room. And so what you can't do by honing your skills, you can improve by using your Bitcoin account. And just uh, on a side note, to give you a, a notice there, the average person was spending about $89 a year in online gaming by buying upgrades with their Bitcoin. They have now introduced a new model called the freemium model. That's a combination of the word free and premium. And uh, basically, the gaming company is giving you the game for free, but they're building in obstacles, so you are buying your way around. And uh, that is how a bunch of kids are getting violated, by the way. They don't have enough Bitcoins. The average user went from $89 a year to $550 in six months buying upgrades. And not all kids out there have $550 every six months to buy upgrades. And so, therefore, pedophiles recognize that. They preyed on the poor kids. They said, hey, get your score up. And the kid can't get around the obstacles. So he says, 
I'll give you 50 bucks, you know, in your Bitcoin account, but you got to give me a naked photo and, and on it goes. He starts getting violated and that is called sextortion. So my point here is, is that that Bitcoin is an active uh, kind of thing on the Internet. Well, where we're going to go in the next section here is that the U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill against illegal use of cryptocurrency. And the purpose of this is to literally change the landscape of how cryptocurrency is being used in especially organized crime, but also things like drug trafficking and sex trafficking. You see, once you get into the dark web, there's these big dark web marketplaces that are selling illicit drugs, selling guns, selling sex trafficking. And the way this works is that you use your cryptocurrency account to pay for this. And they're having a real time trying to figure out how to make that a criminal act because cryptocurrency up until this bill was unregulated. Uh, I'll just take a minute in case we have some real new people here on the phone, on the uh, radio with us, excuse me, Um, that, you know, if you think of the Internet as a bucket of water, the top 3% is where we live, then you have the deep web, then you have the dark web, and most of the Internet is in the dark web. And there are some legitimate uses of that dark web kind of thing. Uh, They're used in a lot of countries where censoring is taking place and like that. But for the most part, it's one huge dark marketplace, okay? They are selling all kinds of drugs down there, fentanyl, they're selling guns, and they're running sex trafficking rings, and they're running child pornography rings. And all of these need a way to transmit money and be able to pay for it. And so that is when cryptocurrency came in. It was an easy use of of uh, being able to facilitate financial transactions in an illicit marketplace and make it very difficult for law enforcement to be able to track them. Well, that's coming to an end. Law enforcement's catching up, and so as technology, we are having a convergence of technology, and we're going to go after it. So we're going to ask you, we're up against that break. We're going to ask you to stay with us, and we're going to get deep into this in the next section. Thanks. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about a real heavy-duty subject this morning. There's a new bill that was passed this week, and... um, I find it a fascinating bill. Um, I'm going to read this from an article from the Deep Web. I often follow the Deep Web. Uh, it's a, a very fine, um, uh, I don't know if they're a blog, but they issue a lot of information about the dark web, and I get a lot of information from them. The headline, U.S. House of Representatives Passes Bill Against Illegal Use of Cryptocurrency. The U.S. House of Representatives unanimously unanimously passed a bill intended to help prevent the illegal use of currency. The bill, uh, illegal use of cryptocurrency, the bill is meant to stop the use of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and some of the others, in online markets to carry out illegal activities such as drug and sex trafficking. Currently, the biggest dark web markets support the use of more than one of these cryptocurrencies. Dream Market, for example, supports the use of both Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Now, this is getting a little bit technical, but Bitcoin is a computerized uh, transaction, but they have also began to open up ATMs where they have Bitcoin cash. They're kind of like a voucher. So this bill is called H.R. 6069. I'm going to say that again in case you want to make notes and do research on this. Bill, um, it is a U.S. House of Representative bill, H.R. 6069, known as the Fight Illicit Networks and Detect Trafficking Act, or simply the FIND, F-I-N-D, Trafficking Act. And it was introduced by House Representative, actually someone from California named Juan Vargas. And um, the purpose of the act is to provide legislation and regulatory actions that will be taken to facilitate efforts by federal agencies in stopping the use of cryptocurrencies and online marketplaces in drug and sex trafficking. Now, they're not saying this, but they probably will also cover things like uh, gun trafficking and and, uh, child pornography because those are the four big industries in the dark web. But the whole idea here is to give law enforcement a vehicle, a platform to be able to go after the dark web. You see, it's very hard to get a search warrant and just go in and roam around the dark web and see what you find. Um, the dark web is designed, it's different than the clear web where we live. They, they don't necessarily have search engines. They have some search engines. It's more like a directory than a search engine. And you really have to know the, the addresses of where you're headed in there or you're going to, if you just start tiptoeing through the dark web, 
is very dark, okay? So you need to be very, very careful what you get into there. So what they're looking for is some way to go after people who are actually doing these transactions because sometimes they can find the transaction before they can find the dark website. And so in passing the bill, the House recognized that cryptocurrencies are developed to meet the legitimate need for a versatile means of payment that provides immediate finality and anonymity while carrying out online trades. These characteristics favor the use of cryptocurrencies and carrying out illegal activities. And I I would agree with that a whole lot uh, because most of these illegal activities, you can't just use your credit card. Okay, you can't send a check in. There's not a P.O. box there to to work with. To justify the passing of the bill, the Committee of Financial Services cited some findings, including the Drug Enforcement Agency's National Drug Threat Assessment that said the use of cryptocurrencies by transnational criminal agencies has increased. Now, I'm going to address that in a minute because if you start researching how often do, does organized crime really use cryptocurrency? You get a large uh, variation of opinion on that. Everything from in Australia saying, oh, yes, this is the heart of it, to Japan going, nah, they're not using that. So, you know, we're in a wild, wild west here. This is a changing landscape. So the bill passed days after the Deputy Director Office of Investigations, U.S. Secret Service Robert Noby, called upon Congress to enact legislation and regulations to make it easier for law enforcement to curb illicit use of cryptocurrency and ensure that the agencies maintain lawful access in whatever form or location the information is stored. So that's a whole bunch of formal wording to say How can law enforcement get in there, find it, and legally go after it? Because in order to, for instance, what happens in the clear web, you have, uh, you know, evidence of a crime. You get a search warrant. You go out and you deliver that search warrant, and you're able to take a computer, and it shows you the transaction. doesn't work that way in the dark web. And I, I, a while back, did an entire show about Uh, something called the Rule of 41, where in that case, the FBI went in and took hold of the playpen case. They did it with a clear web, um, above ground kind of search warrant. But when they got in the dark web, they found the playpen and they actually operated the playpen for 13 days. Now, that's illegal uh, for them to do that, but it had never been done before. And they wanted to find out just how big it was even if they couldn't make their cases. Before it was through, they sent out a network investigative tool that's called basically a hacking device, a NIT, and it's kind of like putting dye in your body, and it goes throughout your body, and at the end, they found out there were 215,000 pedophiles receiving um, photographs of, of naked and violated children, child pornography, now called child abuse materials. And so how do you get that that um, search warrant and go in after the money because in order to prove a crime, you have to follow the money. And that's very hard to do if you're using cryptocurrency and the dark web. And before we're through, we're going to add to that what this means when you overlay it with live streaming or a site like Twitter, which is the new back page kind of thing. So we're going to get into that in detail. But first, I'm laying the groundwork here to understand what this bill was all about. 
He termed the use of cryptocurrency mixers that help make transactions untraceable on the blockchain as one of the most significant challenges that law enforcement agencies face in undercovering identities of cryptocurrency users. So that's fancy language for saying, how do you track the money and how do you do it legally in the dark web? You have a combination of the dark web and something called a cryptocurrency, which is using a process called blockchain, which is very difficult to track. So all of this transaction, they're allowing, you know, all of this is going on in the dark web in a big way that is highly, highly illegal. And so they're trying to find a way so that law enforcement, number one, can legally access cryptocurrency accounts and be able to charge them with a crime if they're doing uh, a criminal activity such as sex trafficking or child pornography or or selling of fentanyl or selling of guns and that kind of thing. So that's what this bill is all about. The bill requires the GAO, that's the Government Accountability Office, to carry out a study of how cryptocurrencies and online marketplaces are used in drug and sex trafficking. The bill will then prepare a report summarizing the results of a study, making recommendations of legislation and regulatory actions that can help Uh, aid federal agencies in the fight against illegal use of cryptocurrency. The study will focus on how blockchain technology can be used to to stop illegal cryptocurrency use, as well as monitor how funds and cryptocurrencies are transferred into the formal banking system and monitor how the darknet facilitates illicit activities, among other things. Now, this article, I want to give them credit one more time. This is from the Deep Web. And they did an excellent job of breaking down a very complex subject for people like you and me that try to figure out what the heck is this all about. In essence, what they're saying is that that it's a whole different world once you enter the dark web and you're selling fentanyl or you're selling a sex act or you're you're selling a, a violated a picture of a violated child, you not only are in an area that it's hard to get a search warrant, but you're using underground currencies, and now we're going to overlay that with another um, uh, level called uh, of of uh, Bitcoin, and also overlay that with another level of blockchain technology. In other words, you have to get a search warrant. How do you do that in the clear web? They're using a cryptocurrency that is anonymous and non-traceable. That cryptocurrency is using a process called blockchain. And that blockchain, you know, literally is decentralized computing. So it's it's moving into a whole new world. Now, where I'm going to take this next is this is starting to be overlaid with our kids who are using Bitcoin to literally use live streaming to make sex uh, videos or live stream videos and charge it out there. And and what they're doing, we'll get into live.me. I just saw one on the YouTube that was really fascinating about how to make $10,000 on live.me. And they are converting their uh, diamond virtual currency, which is nothing more than emoji, art, you know, into PayPal money, which is going in for a minor who is performing sex acts on live.me. And this will also uh, begin to work as well as on sites like the old back page, 
which now are getting a lot of competition. So as we get into the next section, the reason I want to really take you through all this is to understand how this is going to affect sex trafficking in the future and make it very difficult for law enforcement to be able to, number one, find the crime, number two, to be able to trace the crime, and number three, be able to trace the money. And that is how you build evidence and and a case, but you need search warrants to do it legally. And that is at the heart and soul of this new bill that is out there, H.R. 6069. So this is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are brought to you by Million Kids. We'd invite you to follow Million Kids on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, find Million Kids, and hit like. And also, all of these shows are are archived at www.exploitedcrimes.com exploitedcrimes.com you just go under listen and you will see that we have over 80 hours of free human trafficking training that you can download you can even get an embed code and put this show on your site if you want to there's no charge for it and uh, you know share this show with everyone you want to go through all the archives and see if there's other shows that you want to hear and see because this is Free training, absolutely the best in the nation, in my opinion. I'm a little prejudiced. But you can share it with anybody. Everybody says, how do I learn more? You know, you have 80 hours of free tutorial on there. Make yourself at home and go for it. So this is Opal Singleton. If you want to reach me, you can do that by emailing me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. We're up against this break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we're going to go deep into the Twitter aspects and Live.me in the next section. Be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. 
Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about a real heavy-duty subject this morning. I hope you have a strong cup of coffee and you're hanging in there with me. This is complex, but it is important. We are really at a fluctuating time where I see a converging of technology and how it's going to change everything in our world. And, you know, law enforcement and, and legislature are all trying to figure out what to do about all of this because certainly we cannot look the other way. When when there are crimes being committed and in big, big numbers involving a lot of money, I mean, when you think about sex trafficking, it is all about the money. I've often talked about that here in the U.S., uh, you know, in foreign national trafficking, people pay a coyote to get up here, 5000 bucks. Then they get here. That's 5000 more they want in order to keep them here. And then many times what they'll do is take their money after they're working out in the fields, and then they will have them go out and, and uh, have sex with the girls that are being forced to provide sex out in the casitas, and they pay them their hard-earned money that they made that day, and then that girl you know, is in sex slavery, and all that money goes back to Mexico at the cartel. And so there's a big chain of money. And, you know, this is worth millions and millions of dollars. If you look at child pornography, there are millions of dollars taking place in child pornography. I can tell you of five child pornography rings that these people meet in the clear web. They go down and they form large-scale child pornography rings in the dark web, and then they form up sextortion groups that trick our kids into sending a naked photo. And, you know, if they can get one photo and they can sell it to one ring, and that has 27,000 purchasers who give a buck for it, that's all of a sudden $27,000 going to a cartel or to a sex trafficking ring, and they get bigger as our people get violated. And so that is what this is all about, is how does law enforcement intercept that money to stop it? So I did some looking because I did some research. I, I hate melodrama. I want facts and things like this. 
Um, and we can see that here in America, they are proposing this law so that law enforcement can go after it because they believe you're talking about a massive underground economy that is taking place in cryptocurrency. Now, if you look around the world, Australia also agrees with this. They're saying um, they are uh, honing in uh, on Bitcoin. They're saying Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are part of the big global money laundering problem. The two key enabling technologies currently used to facilitate serious and organized crime are virtual currency and encryption. So what they're really saying there is it's harder and heck to track this money uh, because you have literally a encryption kind of thing where you can see the money go in, you can see the money come out, but you cannot always see um, the transaction or who is behind that. And it, according to Australia, it is increasingly being used by serious and organized criminal groups that have a form of currency that can be sold online. The Australian government further states that Bitcoin exchanges are largely to blame. They do not have enough transparency or regulatory oversight. In this sense, they're basically allowing all manner of crime to proliferate the Australian uh, excuse me, is that no, yeah, the Australian Justice Minister Michael Keenan states Bitcoin can be traded anonymously and significantly traded on international exchanges. So, what they've done is created for themselves kind of a, a global highway, a money transaction that can be used for all kinds of underground worlds. And, uh, you know, all of this is taking place by technology. Now, what was interesting, there was a further article there from Japan, and their headline on this is a low connection between cryptocurrency and organized crime in Hong Kong, according to this report. But you have to, when you do this kind of research, you have to really pay attention to the small uh, print, because when you start digging into the article, it says right in here, according to the statistics, the number of suspicious transactions in finance world has quadrupled in the past years, while at the same time, the con- convictions have gone down. And when you start to get in there, you find out the convictions have gone down because they're not really focusing on it because they start out with the attitude that that um, is just not that big a deal. Most of the world will tell you that it is a big deal. So how does this affect sex trafficking and and how does this work? Well, I want to just start to give you some scenarios. Um, I want to back up a minute and talk for a second about the old back page. Uh, A few months back, the head of back page, the three of them were arrested And, uh, you know, it was really an interesting thing that happened there. Now, they were arrested for money laundering. It is believed that they may have laundered up to a half a billion dollars. That's with a B. So they were doing pretty good for a couple of, for three guys who were just running ads on the Internet. Uh, They were notorious on Backpage for setting up sex acts. If you got on there, it was uh, women dating men. It was originally under escort services, and, you know, Congress was all proud of themselves that they shut Backpage down, but they didn't. They just moved from escorts to women dating men. But, you know, the ads were just unbelievable. I mean, they had no heads on the photographs of the women they all you had was butts and other things and uh you know it's pretty clear on there that you're not looking to go out for coffee 
Okay, they made that very clear. In fact, several of them got very clear on what the price was for which act, and that didn't involve eating dinner. Okay, so it was very obviously a sex site selling sex, and there were hundreds of those around the world. There might have even been thousands, but Backpage was the most notorious. Now, Craigslist was part of it also. And uh, and in that case, what happened, uh, Craigslist shut down more voluntarily than Backpage did. But the reason I go off on this tangent is because originally they took Master Charge and Visa. And when the activists went after them, they forced Master Charge and Visa to do away with um, uh, uh, allowing Backpage to take credit cards. So it was at that point that Backpage went to Bitcoin. Well, that was kind of an interesting thing because they were already preying on young kids. And guess what? Most young kids have Bitcoin accounts because of gaming. So they ended up using the girl's Bitcoin account to violate her herself. And that was not helpful. But what was interesting is they were using Bitcoins to place these ads. And then Backpage got shut down for money laundering. Now, at the same time, they passed FOSTA, which is the the uh, new sex trafficking law that has uh, gone in through Congress and President Trump signed it. And in FOSTA, it says that if you're being advertised on a site like Backpage or any website, now it's a very broad range bill. I did a previous show on this subject. Uh, if you're advertised on there and you're violated and it had a, a retroactive, you know, a grandfather clause if it happened even before the bill, that you could sue Backpage and get, you know, compensation for your uh, exploitation. The big problem with that is that, that first of all, the victim's never going to get that money. There's all kinds of class action suits going on there where the, the attorney's going to get it. But what happened is everybody scattered across the United States and went to third world countries. And one of those countries was Austria because they legalized prostitution there. And so Austria set up Switter, very similar to Twitter, only it's called Switter. And they boast right on there, we're not subject to FOSTA. Now, you can use bitcoins to place ads on their site. And what is interesting here and where I'm going next on this is how is all of this new law about cryptocurrency going to affect sex trafficking? Because they're saying on there you can use your bitcoin account to place that ad in Austria. But what if you made the deposit on your Bitcoin account in an American country to buy an ad that is selling services over here in Riverside, California? You're still using cryptocurrency, which I believe is part of what this bill is all about. That even though they forced them offshore, they're still placing ads with Bitcoin and they're placing ads for local sex services to be offered in a in a country where that's illegal. So, you know, what is happening is that they're all moving out to these other countries. A lot of people are are taking their cyber uh, security over to Romania because as oh, the wild wild west, they have very few rules in Romania over there. A lot of them are going to Australia because Australia. Uh, is a lot more liberal on these kinds of things. But they're going to places like Belize. So back to the discussion of cryptocurrency, if you're placing an ad, even though it's offshore, the only way to buy that ad is through 
uh, either a U.S. using your credit card, which is then a U.S. transaction, or global cryptocurrency, which is, um, you know, right now unregulated, but is starting to be regulated by this new law that is coming out saying that if you use cryptocurrency in sex trafficking and the placement of an ad, then that will in itself be a crime. So what you're seeing here is that there's a lot more to this bill than you realize because they're using it. They're going to be using it to say if you bought child pornography with your cryptocurrency, then you can be charged with illegal use of cryptocurrency. If you place a sex act with your cryptocurrency, you will be charged for the illegal use of cryptocurrency. And that is the reason for this kind of bill that is going through the House. Now, we're up against that break again, and uh, this goes very, very fast. I, In the end, um, the last segment, I want to talk about how it's going to affect our kids as they're using st- live streaming like live.me to twerk and then charge for it. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about cryptocurrency and the new bill that has uh, just been passed. And we're talking about how uh, underground people use money and make it into money laundering, and especially with sex trafficking, but also with gun sales and uh, drug sales and like that. Uh, before I get into the live streaming part, I do want to address what about banks, because they're not totally exempt. People still use above-ground 
ways. Even they will even convert Bitcoin accounts to real money so that they can actually move it around. And um, I'm looking at an article that came out uh, just today, I believe, or yesterday in Fortune magazine, Banks, the Unexpected Heroes in the War Against Human Trafficking. This is by Rick McDonald. And the body of there is saying that traffickers leave behind financial footprints. They use uh, so-called funnel accounts to transfer large sums of money. In this scenario, money is deposited in an account and then quickly withdrawn from another location. So red flags include credit card transactions late at night or early in the morning. Purchases on specific kinds of classified ads, that's what we're talking about here with this Switter thing, and use of anonymous payment methods rather than personal checks. Banks can program their systems, and so you're seeing all kinds of technology being developed to track all of this. It's happening on a scale and scope that that we just, nobody can manually do it anymore. In fact, in 18 months, the entire world will be connected, and you're going to see this thing absolutely explode. And so that's why everybody's looking to technology to be able to gather up as much evidence as possible to feed to law enforcement. Banks can program their system to automate automatically flag behaviors. Uh, once specially trained investigators and police officers arm, are armed with financial clues, they can follow the money trail. Uh, they say, uh, here's an example. MetaBank in Iowa developed technology that monitored prepaid cards because a lot of people use vanilla prepaid cards, which criminals use to transfer funds between countries. When they detect suspicious activity, they share the information with law enforcement. Other major banks, such as J.P. Morgan, Chase, Citibank, and Bank of America, launched a human trafficking working group within Manhattan's district attorney's office to collaborate on the best ways to identify it. And then there's, they go on to say that Homeland Security has the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network and private financial institutions that provide private organization with instructions on how to detect suspicious activity. And uh, by the way, it was that particular group, they um, it was the, uh, I can't think of it right now, that, that declared MS-13 to be the first transnational gang. I can't think of it. But it was the financial institution that did that because of the amount of money. So in closing out here, I want to share with you why I'm very concerned about all of this. First of all, all of this is good news because we are moving into a whole new world. That is why my new book will be called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls, because we are entering into an entire different phase. I talked, I believe it was last week, about uh, the new live streaming apps that are out there. I have a whole list of them. It isn't just Live.me. It's Periscope and a whole bunch of them. And what is happening is our kids, who are the first to adapt live streaming, adopt live streaming, uh, in some cases our kids get on there and they're twerking and having a good time. And in the case I talked about a couple of weeks ago, they were only nine years old and they were twerking and got an immediate audience who can reward them with all kinds of virtual cor- currency, which is nothing more than an emoji. It's a piece of artwork that has nothing at all in value. But where this is going to go is that you will be able before long to have money transactions on there. Snap uh, chat has Snap Cash. 
and uh, you know Facebook uh, Messenger has money transfer, and so it will not be long until you're seeing regular money transactions going on these Live.me accounts. And I have been saying for a long time that by 2020, cyber sex on demand or webcam sex will be the greatest crime in the world and the most financially lucrative. And we're we're right on the cusp of doing that. In fact, I saw a YouTube. You may want to pull it up yourself. It said, I don't remember the exact name, but it was something like how to make $10,000 on Live.me. And uh, so go to YouTube and pull that up. Now, there's a precariously dressed <laughs> young lady on there who, who swears up and down that Live.me takes anything that's salacious off. And you're like, really? How come you keep leaning over like that, pointing them at the, uh, at the webcam? And in the meantime, she's talking about how a guy gave her $10,000. And in that case, she's saying that it converted to diamonds, and you can convert those diamonds to PayPal. So what you do is you go on and you buy diamonds, and then they take those diamonds as nothing more than than a uh, you know a virtual transaction is what's happening here, where the money then gets transferred to your PayPal. Here is why all this is so important. It will not be long until 15-year-olds have figured out that they can sit in their bedroom and strip and twerk on live streaming of all types and charge money for it and be picking up 100 or 200 bucks a, mu- a day or more and begin to think that this is the new way of life. But how does that work legally? She's over here advertising. Nobody's forcing her into it. It isn't like sex trafficking where they're drugged and filmed and advertised. This girl is, uh, you know, aggressively asking for money and providing sex for it because a parent isn't looking at it. Somebody's rewarding them with Bitcoin. They're buying child pornography, but are they if she's advertising it of her own free will? But she's under 18, so it is child pornography. If he uses Bitcoin, will he be subject to that law? And then what about the parent? And what about the website? The parent blames blames the website. The website blames the parent. In the meantime, uh, you know, you have a nine-year-old who has 10,000 views on something like this. And you have somebody who thinks it's, that's, you know, claiming that, you know, if it's a 15-year-old, they're going to claim, hey, I couldn't tell. She's She's presenting herself as 18, you know, and uh, I haven't met her. I don't know. She's selling. I'm buying. And I'm using cryptocurrency. So how does all of this play out in the future? This is the reason why this law is so important. We are having the convergence of multiple technologies that will change the world. And so we need to be able to work through this. I'm very proud of this bill that's going through, this um, bill on cryptocurrency. I think that it's an important first step that we do that uh, in there, that we begin to have some way to regulate all this. Well, it's complex, but I hope it's been helpful. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is uh, brought to you by Million Kids. I want to take the last minute or so and say thank you to all the people who financially sponsor this show. I can't stay on the air without your donations. We are a nonprofit. 
uh, I get paid through uh, the Riverside County Sheriff part-time, and so any monies that go to us go for education and helping to get the victim off the street and help find missing kids. That is the work of million kids. So if this show has been helpful to you, be sure and share it with everyone you know. Tell others about ExploitedCrimes.com and listen and help donate by by supporting this show. We really appreciate it. You can do that at www.millionkids.org, www.millionkids.org. Thanks for joining us on this very hard subject. You folks have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.